Professors FM. Doug, as you know, we have joined the Professors FM podcast network. So it's extremely exciting. It's like for the first time in my life, I'm going to have academic friends. This is big. And as part of this, we're going to talk about some of the other shows on the network. One of the things we talk a lot about in terms of sports analytics is the role of incentives, right? It's all about incentives. And so one of the other shows on the network is called Taxes for the Masses, brought to you by Lisa DeSimone from the University of Texas and Bridget Stomberg from Indiana University. And so what these two ladies do is they dive into all things taxes. I think it's a great compliment to what we do. In some ways, there's nothing bigger in public policy than taxes in terms of shaping the economy and society because taxes change how people behave. So, you know, give it a listen. Great show. Analytics with Mike Lewis, the podcast where we talk about everything you need to know about sports analytics. Here's your host, Mike Lewis, marketing professor at Emory University. Okay, welcome everyone. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanalytics podcast brought by the brought to you by the Emory Marketing Analytics Center. And this one, I definitely remember to say it's brought by the Emory Marketing Analytics Center because my my partner today is Manish Tripathi, a former professor at Emory and a former co-director of the Emory Marketing Analytics Center. How you doing, Manish? Great, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Now, the reason Manish is back for this one, and look, I've I've talked to him. I have a verbal promise that he wants to be on the that he's willing to do the podcast more. So I think you know we'll hear, be hearing more from Manish as we go forward. But this week. I mean, I, look, my favorite story this week is, uh, you know, maybe it's not my favorite story, but I love it, is the announcement of the new team name for the Washington NFL franchise. And Manish and I have spent a lot of time talking about this issue really over, I mean, close to a, close to a decade now, right? That's right. Okay, so Manish, right off the bat, let's, uh, let's potentially get in trouble. How do you want to handle the old team name? Uh, I mean, let's just use it. Let's just—I mean, let's just call it the Redskins, right? Let's just okay. Say, and I, let me I, ask you, how do, how does it feel to say that? I mean, because you uh, give them your background. I mean, so you grew up in D.C. Yeah, I, absolutely. I grew up in—I grew up in the you know '80s and early '90s in the in the D.C. area in Maryland, and uh, Washington Redskins were the team. It like across all sports, that was the franchise for that area. I mean, to the point I think we've talked about this before, Michael, but it's like. Uh, you would go to school on Monday. I remember in elementary school, like on Monday or Tuesday, you'd go to school. And if Washington had won the game on Sunday, our music teacher would actually lead us in a rendition of Hail to the Redskins. And he would play it in a very, like, in a in a happy tune if they won. And if they lost, he'd play it in a sad tune. So it it, it, it is something, you know, and they won three Super Bowls uh, in that time. So, um, you know, I, I am I am a big fan of that team. Maybe not, not as big as I used to be. And so, you know, that's a... And, you know, we used to use that term all the time without thinking twice okay. uh, as kids. And how does it look? I, I, it's, a, it's a strange situation for me. I, I, I did an NPR interview maybe about a year ago, and I'm still kind of upset about it, you know, because I'm trying to have a conversation about it, about the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team. And they literally 
uh, bleeped out every time I used the word Redskins. And it's an interesting thing. Is And I want to know how you feel about it, because even saying that, you know, it's almost like I've, I start to look over my shoulder. Like, I feel like I just used a curse word, that there's going to be a problem. So how do you, and especially, I think it's got to be almost more complicated for you since you grew up with it. Yeah. Something that was heard constantly and yeah. now is completely taboo. Yeah, look, and I do not use the word uh, when I'm talking about the team with my kids. I generally don't uh, don't say it because because it, it, reality is it doesn't matter what. When I did you up. stop? Uh, actually, pretty much even before they changed their name. Um, no, think, right when the and I forget was it USA Today took started stop saying it or who was there was well, a journalist actually, that stopped. Right? The journalist started, actually, I think I stopped doing it when we when you know when we were sort of looking into it and researching and learning more about it. I think it was around that time, like, you know, I was like, and, and look, I, I think the, the fact that I grew up saying is not an excuse to continue to say, right? Like, and so uh, to me, if it feels like it's offensive to a group of people, uh, then my general sort of view is, you know, it's, it's not a big deal for me not to say it. (laughs) The, I think in this podcast, I'm I'm okay to bring it up because it's actually, you know, we're discussing it from a business perspective or like, so I think the realm is slightly different. and and, And in this realm, I think it's okay to use the term, but I think in general, unless folks like myself, these fans, you know, you see this a lot, actually, I'm on a lot of Redskins fan groups, right, like for the team. And you, even within the fan base, you see this division where there's people who are very much will only use it, almost aggressively use the term Redskins, right? And then there's a, another group that was trying to sort of go away from that. So I think it's a it's a matter of time. I can see this sort of as, as, as time progresses, as we get further away from that sort of that era and that name, I think less and less people are going to say it. And the fact that like this team is not called the Red Wolves or the Red Tails. It's completely different in terms of the name. Uh, probably will also help uh, moving away from using those terms. Right. And and look, maybe this is a path I shouldn't have gone down, but I think it's, you know, culturally, the backdrop to this story is important. And look, I, you grew up in the 80s and 90s. I grew up in the 70s. So I'm definitely of an era of almost like an American culture that's that's gone, right? Sort of this... Uh, and, and look, people are going to object to what I'm going to call it, but sort of this free speech culture versus this, you know, and, and look, we got Joe Rogan in the news as well this week, which is so we're full on about talking about censorship and silencing and all these kind of things. So, you know, just as the, I think it's important to, to like put some of this in, in context, because for as me as an academic, yeah, I want to be able to talk about things and use actual words. It yeah. actually feels really... It feels wrong to say the word now. It also feels wrong to not say the word, if that makes sense to you. No, I get it. I, I look, I, this could be a whole different podcast. I don't want to go down this route because you and I might be on slightly different views here. Like, I, I would argue that we have just the same free speech that we did in the 70s. You can still say whatever you want. There's just different consequences to what you say. And that's partly because groups that didn't have agency before have it now. And yeah. so, like, but I, I think you and I, that would be a whole different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, we might end up yelling at each other if we go down that route. Right. And, <laughs> and look, we'll just leave it that we're both wrong. Okay. How about that? That's fair. That's okay. fair. I, mean, that, okay. I think that's true for anything, really. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Manish, now we, part of the story on this is too that we done an assignment in class. Well, we used to do the assignment in class. I continue to do the assignment where we, make the Washington NFL franchise essentially a marketing case study and give it to the students and say, hey, you had this brand name. Things have changed in the culture. You now have a problem. 
how do you address it? Which is essentially what has happened with the Washington NFL franchise. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's your advice to the students this year, you know, who get a similar assignment? How do you approach such a thing if you're the Washington NFL franchise, or maybe you're the Chicago NHL franchise, right. or, you know, there aren't a lot of them left, the Kansas City NFL franchise, wherever this goes next. What's the marketing problem? The Atlanta baseball franchise, if you will, potentially too, right? Well, uh, they already get, what do you say, the Cleveland? No, the, I said Atlanta, but yeah, oh, Cleveland yeah. already went that way. Um, so is your question, just to make sure I answer it properly, is it in because of the fact that we've seen this rebranding by Washington, is my advice different? No, I'm just saying, as a marketing professor, because the Washington NFL franchise took 18 months, and I don't know what they spent here, but give it to the students. How how do you handle this kind of basic problem? Because in some ways, it's really simple, right? Yeah, well, I think in some ways, I think think that our students should be encouraged to say that, hey, look, you have these uh, several billion-dollar franchises who seem to be going through these elaborate, I'm sure, multi-million-dollar sort of uh, processes and they're coming up with the same, the same answers, or maybe not even as good of an answer as what you guys are doing in a two-week assignment, right? So I think, like, I think what I'll tell them, and, and there's some reality here of just in business in general, that when you're sort of coming in to do this consulting type of work, uh, there is uh, oftentimes you might spend a lot of time doing something, but ultimately, if the customer already has their mind made up or has a feeling about where they're going, a lot of this research doesn't work, right? Like, okay, so like who's the customer here? Just oh, to be- it, I, it's very clear to me that Dan Snyder is, okay. is the customer, and I, 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 I am, I would not be surprised if, like, you know, uh, there there was a lot of work that was put in, but ultimately, it's sort of he was pushing the direction of where this was going, right, all along. So it's, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I'm curious as to how much some of the sort of what we normally think about when we launch a new brand and right, like how does it sort of fit with the identity of the, of the, of the team and how like a lot, I'm, it's uncertain to me how much they thought about that. Right. Okay. Well, let's stay there. So what do you mean by the identity of the team? Because I think there's like, I view this as a simple thing. It's like the the team name has to reflect the identity of the region and the identity of the team. So what do I mean by both of those? Yeah, I, well, let's let's be so so. Think about the region. Let's start with there, right? As you said, the identity of the region. I think because I think that's a little bit where this brand branding went, right? So the region is the Washington D.C. area, right? And so if you think about that area, what are the sort of attributes of, of that that come out, right? When you think about, you think about government, you might think about a heavy military presence, right? You think about leadership. Maybe these days you think about corruption, gridlock, and the inability to do anything, right? But <laughs> But there's there, there's those features, right? Okay. <laughs> and, a, and, and, and look, since we're doing this almost marketing 101, yeah, maybe we avoid gridlock <laughs> and we avoid corruption. Yeah. Although 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 I'll say this, right? I mean, if you're trying to go for a defensive identity, oh, you know, like the Washington filibusters or, or the filibusters, right? So, yeah. like, you could call them that, like, or the like, it would make sense. But you're right. So, so you want to avoid those, right? You go for the positive brand sort of thing, which would be that leadership, perhaps, right? And, and, and I think which is where they were sort of focused. And then you can also think about looking at the. You mentioned like the team, right? So the team that you can think about. Well, what's the history of the team, right? Uh, and is there something like? iconic, maybe it's a person in their franchise history, maybe it's a, a lo- something they did, a location, a person, so you can look that way. And then look at the fan base too, right? What do we think about the fan base? What is some of the, uh, like, in this case especially, right? Because I, I would argue that it, one of the directions they could have gone, there's a lot of uh, popular appeal for it was, and actually you could make a connection to government through a back way as well, which is uh, in the 80s, they had the hogs, right? And it was actually the fans 
that would dress up like pigs, right? And the stands. And you can imagine like if they wanted to sort of lean in in that history, which is basically when the Washington team was at their best, right? It's when they were winning. You could They could have gone with something like the Washington Hogs, right? And uh, I think that would have been more of a nod to the history and the fan base rather than sort of the region. Okay. And, and I think over the course of the years, and look, it's not just the Washington NFL team. I think the general principle is the same, whatever the, whatever the sport, whatever the league, whatever the city is, that you're trying to keep the heritage of the team, right? You're trying to keep the positive associations with the team brand, and you're trying to make it fit the city. So in some ways, really simple marketing problem, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, what you, you've been out of it for a number of years, but... Do you have memories of like the, the general comment or is that, is that about specifically here? <laughs> it's, it's one of those dual purpose. It, uh, it's, it's, it's accomplishing two goals with a couple, with one short phrase. Okay. <laughs> so do you remember the team names that the students came up with? Because there are yeah. definitely sort of buckets that they would go in. Yeah. There, there was, remember there was like the generals, I think. Right. Right. Uh, right? There was, um, there might have been some of that red tail or red. There was a, something in that direction as well, right? I, I swear Commanders was one of them at one point. Right? I think we saw Commanders multiple times. And so I think of it as we had we had this government bucket of yep. the generals. Presidents. The presidents, the senators. Yeah. Um, we had the NF. We had the, I don't know, I want to call it the Redskin legacy, which yep. is the hogs, the red wolves. Yep, yep. Um, and we also had the, well, you, and you said you, the, the red tails, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We see, I've seen red tails since you left a few years ago. Red tails has probably become the most popular option. Yeah. So we're I, red. Tails. Go on. There's one more category. We saw a little bit of it. Maybe that fits with these, but like the monuments, the capital, like it's like, right. It's like the, a little bit of like the actual buildings around Washington. Yeah. <laughs> no, I you, you missed this, but I had um, I had a student group propose the Washington monuments with a well, you know, let's just let's just go direct with a very phallic looking uh, mascot, <laughs> and, you know, and so the fun that comes through in that project that we it was a fun project to do. Yeah, no, I, I, well, I mean, look, I. I guess we may, maybe we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I, I wanted to ask you uh, sort of, what, you know, and I definitely have a reaction to what you're like. So, you know, we go through all this and I, I definitely want to talk a little bit about the, the complete bungling of a marketing launch too, right, by the Washington team. And they couldn't have messed it up. And I forget the name itself, but to the process of like how you unveil the brand name couldn't have been done worse than they actually did it. And I have a lot of thoughts there. But before that, I, I'm curious to you, actually, Michael, like, what, what do you think, like, of the name? Like, you know, you because you've seen it in the class, right? Like, people put commanders. So it's not like a, a new thing. But it, what, what's your reaction to, to the new name? My reaction, really two things. Number one, it just strikes me as something that came out of committee. So it strikes me as something that a focus group created, right? And so just as we went through it and said, well, it's, in some ways, it's a simple problem. You captured the Washington, D.C. essence. One thing I don't think we said directly was, since it's about football, you want there to be something sort of tough and aggressive about the name. Yep. And, you know, okay, commanders has a little bit of a military feel, check. 
as a connection to Washington, D.C., where we have military commanders. We also have the commander in chief, right? So it can be civilian as well. Check. We'll keep the yellow and gold. Check. Done. Right. So it has that kind of very generic feel to it, which I think hurts. Yeah, I agree. In fact, I, do you think it's almost, as you, and I, I wanted to catch on that, that red and gold part you talked about, it almost seemed like one of the part of their objective function or the criterion was let's not try to change it too much from where we are right now, right? Like if you think about it, it's very like, if you look at the Washington football team and the way they're designed, like moving to the commanders is a very small, it's not, it's not a very, it's not like they're in these purple uniforms and calling themselves like, you know, the dragon slayers or something like that, right? So it's a, it seems like you could easily wear your old Redskins jersey or like your Washington football team jersey. And honestly, you'd be very hard to tell the difference. Well, uh, that was, crap, right? that was sort of my, the, the focus group thing is my kind of point number one. I'm sorry. My point, no, no, it's good. My point number two, I got, and I got three points, just so you know. <laughs> my point number two is there's almost got to be the sports talk radio Yahoo test, right? In terms of you put in a, a name out there, what are people going to do with it? And I think it took about 10 minutes for people to go, commanders, comms, right? What are you going to call them? Everyone, it's not the Patriots, it's the Pats. The commies. Yeah, com, well, commanders to comms, to commies, and half the country likes to chant, let's go Brandon or F Joe Biden, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was completely predictable that it would have gone that way that quickly. So yeah, why can't the marketing folks kind of think through how this is going to appear when the name hits the street, okay? That, that's point number two. And then point number three is, I think they designed a process that made it impossible to keep the best option of the names, right? So they put Washington football team mm-hmm. out there as a filler. Then they went out and hired consultants yep. and marketing researchers. Is it possible for the researchers, the marketing researchers to say, hey, I know you paid us, I don't know what the number is, a million dollars. Yeah. We have no idea how to do better than what you came up with 20 minutes to solve the crisis. So go with the yeah. Washington football team. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> well, I mean, here's, here's a uh, more of a, I guess, uh, you know, I've, been, I've been talking a lot about this with some other like sort of Washington fans. Like, and I'm wondering, was there really a name they could have come up with that? Like, so, so I think like commanders, you're right. It's kind of almost like just generic inoffensive it kind of almost reminds me a little bit of some of those like uh actually some of those like american football league. in fact i think there is a team right it's the san antonio commanders or something right like it's very much some of those new leagues that pick these names that are very sort of like you know you can't it's hard to uh, attach much to it right it's just it's just bland and and so sounds like an arena football team right yes that's what yes an arena football exactly right and so it's almost like i i i have this, this feeling that they were the the committee was almost informed that look we want to do something that basically is almost as close to being just the Washington football team. Right? We're like, we're not really making a big change here. Uh, right. And so, because, because it wasn't like they were, I don't know, like creativity did not seem like uh, to be something that was valued in this process. Right. In any way. Uh, and, and I think look, it speaks a little bit to the NFL too, though. Right. It's, it's a, a safe, very safe conservative league. And so I'm, I'm not surprised uh, by the outcome. I actually, you know, I think uh, there is, to be honest, I, I think like what would have, if you think about the Washington fan base, 
I, I'm, there's people who already didn't care what you were going to rebrand it. If it's not the Redskins, they're still angry, right? Then there's a, there's another group of folks that you could call it whatever you want. If Dan Snyder is still the owner, it doesn't really matter, right? Like this is like this is a much smaller deal. It's like I think so. I heard some uh, someone on TV say it's it's lipstick on a pig, right? The real problem is the ownership, and and in fact, it's funny, right? Even this week. There's congressional testimony about sexual harassment that's going on by Dan Snyder, right? So I think like there's a big pocket of fans, like the name doesn't matter, get rid of the owner. And I think there's a smaller sliver. And here's the thing, right? I think where they hurt themselves is if you want to grow, if you want to get new fans, right? You want to get folks who are excited about the team. You want to get, and usually those are younger people, right? Like you think a five-year-old cares about commanders as a name, right? Like, is that is that resonate with like the the young, younger folk? I, I don't. Well, let me so. let me read off what CNN CNN reported as the finalists. Yeah, Armada. Sorry, <coughs> excuse me. Armada, brigade, commanders, defenders, presidents, Red Hogs, yeah, Red Wolves, and yes, the Washington Football Team is the exact line. Do any of those? Is yeah. any of that better? Well, first of all, armadas. Like, what does what does the Washington team have to do with like uh, Spanish, uh, uh, you know, bring a fleet of ships, right? Like, uh, uh, that's a funny one to begin with. But no, I agree with you. Like, in fact, maybe some of the reds, but, but yeah, those finalist lists didn't leave much there, right? As you said, it was sort of almost a fit. Uh, honestly, I almost prefer the Washington football team to any of those other names in some ways, right? Look, that, that's my that's my choice, right? My choice I, as well. Because it, and maybe I'm getting this wrong, but to me, Washington football team had this, and I can almost imagine the, the one of the arguments about it is it sounds like European soccer, or yeah. it sounds like MLS. But I think that was kind of the beauty of it that th- there's no creative mascot name out there that's possible. So yeah. something fun. It, it's almost like a car brand. Yeah, I, I almost go back to like the idea when they they went away from calling things Mustangs and Pintos to calling things, you know, F-350s or something. Right, yeah. Well, no, you're, you're, in, in fact, I would say, I'll take it one step further, what's nice about calling it the Washington football team is people can pretty much attach what they want to that name, right? Like, I'm not, they're, you're not guiding me towards the leadership issues. It's like, it's it's an open canvas, and right? And it's like, uh, I can, and, and you can sort of, and, and it, it also marks that new beginning, right? It's, it's almost disassociating yourself with, from a lot of that. And by the way, I think there's nothing wrong with disassociating yourself from what's happened the last 30 years with the Washington team, right? And so in that sense, I kind of liked it. It's like, let me put in my own, uh, like how I feel about the team and superimpose that onto that name rather than you projecting or creating some some value for me, right? Like, Well, okay, that brings a little bit of a side point. And I do want to get to the mess that is the Washington football franchise because I – I don't know what else you can. Is that a fair word as a fan of it, Manish? Oh yeah, I would say. Uh, well, do you uh, clusterfuck catastrophe? Okay. But yeah, it's sorry. Not- <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a PG thirteen ac- okay. podcast Catast- from an academic research center, by the way. Now, apparently, <laughs> catastrophe, catastrophe. How's that? What they teach people at Stanford University. Okay. Um. <laughs> so. I kind of lost track of something there. You wanted to talk about the Washington franchise. Yeah. Okay. So, so like I I did an interview with a a journalist this week about, about this issue and, you know, we started getting into how is this going to be portrayed? And and one of my initial reactions, you tell me if I'm wrong here, because again, Mm -hmm. your knowledge as a fan is Trump's my academic conjecture. 
this kind of feels like an expansion team to me at this point. You know, three names in three years. And the other thing that comes to mind is, and look, this is, this is like a little bit of a local issue. But, and I remember us talking about this in class a few years ago when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup, when the Braves won the World Series. If your viewpoint is, and I want, to, I want to know what your viewpoint is, that at some point all of these names are going to disappear, that the pressure is just going to move from one franchise to the next, and anyone that's sort of close is going to have to give in and move away. The ideal time to do it is when you are a winning team. Part of the problem here for the Washington NFL franchise is that they're a disaster. You said 30 bad years, 30 bad years of what, drafts? Free agent signings. It's literally been 30 years since they won the Super Bowl. Uh, they, right. or, even, or even actually, and they've only won, I believe, two playoff games since then. It was the Lions in, in 99, I think T- Tampa Bay in like 2005, right? So they've won, they've won two playoff games in those 30 years, right? Uh, and you're right, there's been uh, all kinds of problems with uh, busted draft picks, right? Injuries, controversy, coach after coach. Uh, a lot, and, and I think what's the, especially in the first few years, there's a lot of optimism because there's this owner that's bringing in like you know the all-star team and putting a bunch of money out there, but but none of that has materialized, right? So I want to go back. It's an interesting point you're making, and I, I wonder. So your contention is that if I'm going to rebrand, right? Assuming that all these sort of names are on the margin, right? The Braves, the Chiefs, the, uh, like they're going to change at some point, right? And so uh, what you're saying is like, look, do it when you're winning. I was almost thinking the opposite of it, which is like, uh, you know, because when you're, when you're winning, I feel like people, people are even more, they're embracing the whole thing, right? It's like the, the, the overall sort of like, I think it, it sort of all ties together. I love the Braves, right? It's like, it's like, it's like doubling down on the chop, right? This is my team. And they're, and not only that they're winning, right? It's like, they're my team and they're winning. So I almost feel like it, it, you, you, the fan base has even a stronger attachment to everything, right? As opposed to like, yeah, my team's been in the cellar forever. You know, maybe we need a shot. Like, it's it's harder to grasp that, like, the history or the best, when it's so far removed, right? Okay. It, but if the team's winning, if you're coming off a Super Bowl. Yeah. And they change the team name. How many people are going to drop their season tickets? True. Fair point. Fair point. Right. That, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. But, 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 but by the way, I would, the counterpoint to that is, if you look at the the ticket situation in Washington right now, right, it's bad, like, right, it's really bad. Like, I mean, they they don't sell out anymore. They have tons of fans of the other team that show up. So, well, and, and you know what? Can I? I, I want to go back in time here, and I want you to say this rather than me. Thirty years ago, the Redskins were almost NFL royalty. You know, maybe they weren't at the level of the Cowboys, Steelers, and Packers, but they were. They were they were in front of the Patriots, right? In oh, terms oh, of easily, following easily. and the Patriots were a joke thirty years ago, yeah. right? They, they, they'd been to one Super Bowl and got crushed by the uh, the Bears, right? And so it, you're right. In fact, I will give you like I remember this like and this is again, I think this is true of other teams too. Uh, people have more things they can do and the options have increased. So I think in you know, but but I I recall very vividly as a kid when Washington was playing on a Sunday, the streets were completely empty. People were at home watching the game, right? And 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 if you wanted to become a season ticket holder, especially at RFK, right, where they used to play, the waiting list was thirty years to get tickets, right? Yeah. Like, imagine, so think, think about what 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 has been destroyed, 
right? Like <laughs> over this time, like they, from a 30 year old waiting list to like now they're, they cover up parts of the stadium so it doesn't look bad on TV, right? Like uh, that's what we've fallen to. So you can also make the argument like, Changing the name now is not going to have them lose anymore. So they've already lost all their season ticket holders, right? So it's, it's not going to have that impact either. Okay, so I got two more areas on this. Number one, I get these questions all the time of, you know, what's the net on this? Is this a positive business move for them or is it a negative? And of course, my answer is always, you know, I, I don't know, right? You, yeah. You're going to continue to lose some of the legacy fans. But maybe now there are new people that are willing to put that logo on their on their chest. Yeah. So as someone that owns Washington NFL franchise merchandise, <laughs> are you going to buy? Are you going to are you going to invest in this new stuff? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not investing in this new stuff. Uh, I will say done? Also, I'm done. I, I have no desire to buy commander stuff. If I buy stuff, it'll probably be like, you know, um, yeah, no, actually, I don't think I'm buying anything. I, I I used to buy some throwbacks, but even that, I'm not sure I'll, I'll be doing anymore. I have no desire to to purchase any of this uh, gear. If, if, by the way, if it had been the hogs or something, I might have been interested. Like, uh, so, so, I, I, I take that back. One one quick caveat: if the if the mascot is a red cobra commander, <laughs> then I would reconsider my my decision. But otherwise, I'm done. But I think the question is more around: Are you done with being a fan? No, no, I, 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 I should be, but I, I, it's one of those things. I, I will say this though, my level of, and there are many factors. I think age is part of it too, and other things you do. But my, my level of interest in the Washington team is been on a steady decline, right? Uh, that being said, look, I'd be lying if I said I still didn't follow them and occasionally like and know what's going on and read all about them. But I just like, I, I, I don't live or die by their games anymore. <laughs> okay, but again, it's been a tough thirty years. Yes. Yes, Let's say they get, you know, they, get, they have a quarterback emerge or something, right? So, so actually, actually, you're going where I was going with this, which yeah. is uh, imagine all of a sudden next. And this is actually going to be very big telling, I think, to your question about will people buy merch or not. If they come out and let's say like, you know, uh, let's say they catch lightning in a bottle, right? And, and I'll make the analogy of, because uh, you kind of called me on this because I think you're right, which is if I make the analogy of about 10 years ago, RG3, right? There's this one season, RG3 comes on and it's just this magical season, like, you know, that they, they start winning the whole, everyone's energized, it's a dynamic player. They make the play, they beat the Cowboys to win the division. They eventually lose to Seattle in the playoffs. And, and I would be lying if I didn't say I was really energized as a fan. That year. In fact, I think I flew to DC for that playoff game <laughs> against, uh, against Seattle. So I was there. So, so I think, so if I think you're right, in the sense like winning is one of those things that fixes a lot of ills, right? So especially if this year they can come out and be, I don't think they will be because they don't have a quarterback and they have all kinds of other issues. But if they come out and they and they and they make a and they can make a good stand, win the division, maybe win a playoff game, that will go a long way in how a lot of folks like sort of because you get especially younger people who don't know about the history that will attribute commanders right with this sort of team that can win. And so if they can have some sustained, maybe not even for a few years, they have some sustained sort of. Uh, they play one. It's not that hard to do. They play in the NFC East. It's not like the teams are any good, right? And so <laughs> I think there's a chance there that, but that's going to be the biggest driver. It's nothing else. I think that's if they can sort of be exciting and win for a season or two with this uh, new sort of branding, that's going to go a long way in, in how it's received. I, you know, and that look, that's fascinating to me. Your reluctance, but then your admission. I think if they went to the Super Bowl, you'll be. I'll see you in a Washington Commanders jersey. You know what? I, I, 
<laughs> I would like to say that's not true, but if I'm being, it's 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 it's, it's love, right? It's that it's like it's a you you it's a love hate type of thing. I hate what's happened to my team, but I still can't get away, right? Like you're right. If it, they they if they were playing in SoFi Stadium even this year, I would probably be down there, right? Uh, I had to take a loan to buy tickets, but uh, <laughs> I would still be down there. Okay, now you mentioned SoFi Stadium, which is kind of unrelated to their, our conversation, but. It's one of my favorite, like little asides of this playoff is they keep mentioning SoFi Stadium, and I would guess that ninety-eight percent of America has no idea what SoFi is as a company. Um, but marketing is something that drives sports in ways that most people don't even comprehend. So the backstory on all this: number one, Dan Schneider had always, I, I think. And again, I want your perspective as a fan, as a little bit of an outsider observer, seem to be saying, I'm untouchable. I may be a billionaire. I own this franchise. I will do whatever I want. I will, I will never change my mind. It seems like what broke him was the sponsor saying, we can't do this anymore. And, you know, of course, the summer of, you know, some, the summer of social justice, whatever you want to call it, that marketing forces forced the issue fair i mean i would argue that it was it was seminal groundbreaking research by yourself that really moved the needle on <laughs> on cider <laughs> so, okay. yeah, I, I think you're right look i, I think it was a, it ultimately um uh, ultimately it was a um it, it was that and you see this a lot it's not, it, was, it was money talks right it was that it was the um, it probably probably got some pressure from other owners too. I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. But he, you're right. It was it, it was until it was sort of like, hey, I am financially in a bad place, or uh, if I don't do this, that it, otherwise you're right. There was no. I don't think the other sort of uh, arguments that really moved him at all. Right. Okay. As a fan, does he have to go for you to come back to? It, Is he, I, how much of an obstacle? So these brands, these teams are a collection of yeah. associations. I, I, look, I I think he's a huge part of it. Like I, he does really like. I, I and I don't think I'm in the minority here. I, I remember even a few years ago going to a Skins game. And well, let me and, just. I, I want to add just one piece of context because who knows if people follow the news. Just this morning, my TV was full of former Washington NFL cheerleaders describing situations of claiming harassment, alleging harassment. Let's say that, and salespeople. Every woman in the building claiming harassment. Is that about the the story? I, I don't think I don't know if it's everyone. Uh, well, but, but it, it, it's a large. But actually, let me give across a all bit. departments. But but actually, let, let's go back slightly more. The NFL supposedly conducted their own big investigation, right, into the Washington Football Team uh, around these allegations. There's thousands and thousands of documents and emails around this, right? What, what started the NFL's investigation? I, I think it was it was this, these allegations. There was a, basically an allegation about the way the cheerleaders had been treated at some of the shoots and how they were being used, not just from a cheering capacity, right? So I think I think that started that. That's what started the investigation. They had this huge investigation, right? And basically, Goodell came back and said, "Okay, yeah." Oh, yeah. Can I ask you one question? Is that the yeah. same investigation that blew up John Gruden? Exactly. Yes. That's exactly. Actually, I was going to get to that, which is basically, so they come out and say, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Dan Snyder, you're, you work, you, you, we've, you've seen some stuff that's disturbing here. Here's a slap on the wrist of the $10 million fine. Right. But the, uh, they never released that, uh, the documents from that, but supposedly that that was one of the leaked emails 
from that large set of, of, of documents that they had that got Gruden in trouble. And so that's when Gruden was like, wait, why not release the whole thing? Like, if you're just going to do this to me. And then actually, I think there were some Congress folks who say, well, you know, the NFL enjoys a nonprofit sort of status. They get special government exemptions. We should have some oversight here. So this is a this is like a, this hearing was a way to try to drum up the fact that, that they want more of that information released. Right. So that's like the larger context there was. That's how it came to be. It's really this a uh, push to get more of that. Uh, but but to go back to your point, um, I think Snyder has to go. Uh, I think it would make a big difference for this fan base uh, if he did. I have never seen the amount of vitriol from very, very, like very sane people. I, these are not crazy fans, right? I think uh, uh, th- these are very, very, a lot of rational people who just like can't support a team with that sort of owner, the behavior that he's displayed. I mean, is that an oxymoron, Manish? What's that? Uh, a sane fan? Rational fan or yeah, sane yeah, yeah. fan? <laughs> it is a rational fanatic. You're absolutely yeah. right. Maybe it's maybe it's conditional on being a the rationality is conditional on being a fan is is yeah. maybe thinking that way. <laughs> right. well, um, look, I mean, and I, I'm interrupting you, but it's it's an important part of this story in terms of what these businesses are, right? You've got that intense devotion and love or fanaticism, yeah, which means that your customers don't actually they're not going to be rational, right? They're it's an emotional connection. I, I got a question for you, and maybe Tom Smith is 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 would know more about this. But I, but I wonder. This is a whole different discussion. But it's kind of connected, which is, like, do we need owners in the NFL anymore? Like, then the reason I ask is, from what I can understand, it's basically just this, like, you know, this 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 barricade. You have to have this um, um, immense amount of capital to get in, right? But then, what's the risk they're taking? They're basically getting these guaranteed invest. Like, the returns are almost guaranteed, right? There's almost zero risk. Like why? Why should we just turn to a model of like everyone's kind of like the like like let the old owners cash out? That's fine. You took a risk back in the day. What are these but, public utilities? Yeah, I think. Well, what 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 value? Let me present. What value does ownership provide currently? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'd love to know. <laughs> well, I mean, is proposing a fundamental change to yeah. the operation of the NFL, and I guess it'd be sort of the Philadelphia franchise the washington franchise and these would be run almost by the cities as tourist attractions well i mean like well, look they got i mean, i'm thinking the green bay packer model even right like there's a there there is money to be made right and so you have a group that handles that but the the sort of profits get redistributed back into the team there's a salary cap here so it's not like someone's taking like you know yeah. and even even stadiums for the most part these guys are getting financed by the city so i, I just go back to besides being rich <laughs> What values ownership provide in this? They don't. Maybe that's a good way to, to wrap this conversation up, right? Because sports are, you know, we, I think the historical model, and this may be changing, right? Is that we became, especially as young, young men, we became sports by sports fans by default, yeah. right? By going to grade school and our peers all basically delivered the, you know, everyone was into it. It was almost like the, it was like the foundation that connected the community of, of kids. I was at Napier Elementary. Where were you at? Uh, Brookhaven in, uh, in okay. Rockville, Maryland. <laughs> right. And, and so that like sports fandom was kind of what the boys started talking about in second, third grade. And yeah. actually, actually, Michael, I'll, I'll go one step further. I think, especially for me and you, Oftentimes, these fandoms and teams is passed down by family, right? But you and I both are are sons of immigrant fathers, right? Who do not—I don't think necessarily had like you know—my father wasn't a 
big Washington fan. In fact, he kind of understood football as I did. Right. And so I know you have that a little bit more from your grandparents in terms of the Steelers, but, it, yeah. but for me, it absolutely was complete community fandom, right? That, that's where I got it from was from school. Agreed. Right. So it was, it was kind of something fundamental of, you know, like that was just how you, that was how you existed. You were part of the community. And so it became part of your identity, but you know, as you age, that you know fandom becomes a little bit more complicated for me i always i don't tend i tend to think more directly about the ncaa and maybe some issues of well the people playing are not getting paid right it's it's a strange business when you get to the nfl and you really and maybe this is the tough thing about being an academic when you really start to focus in and you don't take anything for granted that following sports kind of feels like a little bit i don't want to say problem well yeah let, let, no, let's let be 2022 problematic in some ways no it, it, <laughs> I, I i agree with you it, it, it's funny like i've been having this like this sort of inner monologue myself. Like, i find it harder and harder to support some of the professional sports for some of these reasons because as you go deeper into it and sort of look at like just even study it from an efficiency standpoint right where the money is going uh, and sort of how it's been, it, it just, it, it, and then sort of, I don't know, it's, and maybe we know more about the people than we used to as well. Right. And, and it makes a combination of those things, but it, it makes it hard for me to sort yeah. of, I, I guess, I guess since we have these conversations sort of all frame it, what's going on in my head, that there's almost these brands that are portrayed as like these public goods, like they're part of the community. The Chicago bears are part of the Chicago community, yep. but the reality is these are owned by billionaires that extract every last economic rent possible, including talking people into building a stadium for them. Yep. And they enjoy, in addition to the economics, they also kind of enjoy this fairly strange level of prestige sort of walking around as these kind of elder statesmen of the city, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it, it, you're exactly, and that's, this is the part where I, I and that's been bothering me a lot. And I, I think you summed it up perfectly. I kind of feel the same way, but that's the part that's been bothering me. Is like, like, I understand when the NFL started, you know, 70, 60, 70 years ago, some of these folks were taking big risks, right? And, and like, especially the owners, it was, and so absolutely they should be rewarded for that risk. And, but, but today, like the, the, the Broncos are for sale, right? Like $4 billion that someone's going to put in. When that person, if you have that capital, if you have the one billion or whatever you need in cash, do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you're in, and this this group of this fraternity, for lack of a better word, this fraternity of billionaires accepts you in, you're not going to lose money. You're only going to make money now in the NFL, right? And it's like, and you're not. So my question is like, what risk are you taking, right? Like to justify those profits that you're getting these days? And I think that's why I think like there. And I think that when you when you start seeing these issues around whether it's race, as we're seeing with coaches. I know, I know that's a whole other podcast, but if you're going to go down the route of race, if you're going to go down the route of what's happening with gender and how this Redskins example, it makes you even be more introspective. Hey, what the hell's going on here, right? Like, what are these owners doing? And so I, I think it's, it's really very interesting to see what this landscape looks like. You know, is, this, I think, is it one of those things where we, we always have this like sort of blip and we talk about it for a while and then, hey, the Super Bowl's on, so let's go eat chicken wings and, and yeah. eat nachos and drink beer and forget about this? Or does it continue? You know, part of what I'm wondering is, you know, as you have this conversation, it seems like everything you're, all the issues you're talking about could be traced back to like, and I, like you're a smart guy. So I think you're, you're thinking broadly, but 
what Schneider's done in Washington, D.C. might be the most egregious example of all of those sins, right? So if that's your core fandom, you've seen a guy pushing the limit and causing problems on every possible problematic dimension. And yep. just so you know, I use the word problematic in jest, mockery. No, no, I, no, I understand. I get it. <laughs> and by the way, and, and, then, and then he puts his wife, and then he steps away and installs his wife as the puppet CEO so she can like, you know, so it's harder to attack what's going on, right? I mean, Tyus Snyder is not running the Redskins, please. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think that's probably a good place to wrap. You want to Throw in any last words about uh, the Washington football franchise? I would just say this. I, I think like you don't need to look any further to, to look at the incompetence of this organization than just to look at the way they released the name, right? They a month ago they it was leaked because it was in a picture. The day before they happened to capture it like in a in a helicopter or something that was flying around the stadium. And like a week before, because of someone's like domain transfer, it was already on the Twitter uh, on the internet that that was so. I mean, that just, to me, and by the way, even better, they announced their name change in New York rather than doing stuff in, in, in where they're located, right? On the Today Show, it's like, it just, there's complete incompetence all around. Uh, I, I I will say that I, and this is not, as a fan, I think the one thing they have done right is the coach. I do like the coach for the Washington team. Like that's the one silver, they've done some good job in, in some of the coaching hours. In fact, clearly they've had some good coaching pedigree because I think it's like, what, uh, uh, is it Matt LaFleur, uh, McVay? There's like five coaches in the NFL or six that might have all been on Kyle Shanahan or on uh, Shanahan, Mike Shanahan's coaching staff, right? So they've, they've had some good talent there, but uh, the rest is just incompetence from what I've seen. Okay. You know what? I think this is a perfect summary of the Washington Commanders from sort of top to bottom and from the history to the present. Thank you, Manish Tripathi. Uh, As always, folks, more content at www.fandomanalytics.com.